and welcome to the podcast. This is me, it's Roz. <laughs> this is me, Malia, uh, and this is me, Phil, and this is Ross and Phil Talk Movies. And today is a big day. It's a big day. We, ha- we have uh, put on our best tuxedos. I know you can't see this. It's an audio podcast. We've put on our tuxedos. We've, we've shaved. We've, we've tidied our, our hair up. Um, we've, we've hired out a theatre. We've uh, we've allowed Will we've not allowed Will Smith to come in because neither of us want to get punched. And today we're going to be doing the annual Boyask Awards. What are the Boyask Awards? Well, they are our kind of way of acknowledging action cinema. Um, because let's be honest, Hollywood still doesn't do it. And we used to tie it to the Oscars, but to be fair, we're embarrassed to be a part of the Oscars these days, aren't we, Ross? <laughs> well, did, did they know? But we're <laughs> I mean, you yes. say part of the Oscars. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, they, um, they knew. Yes, they knew we, that we, we we're like the well, Razzies. We happen around the same time every year. Well, in that case, yes, we we don't we don't want to be seen with the Oscars anymore. We're our own little clique, and we're proud of it. Um, I'd also just like to apologise to all the Italians uh, in our audience um, <laughs> if they're still listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that 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 probably didn't go down well. That's us not invited to um, the Italian Oscars. All these Italians are now going too soon. Like about what? Too soon, what too soon man. Too, too soon. soon. It's a too soon. It is too oh, soon. I lost them again. I lost them yeah, again. That's it. We, we, we've lost them. However, however, we've gained a lot of like uh, French and British people. Um, thanks to that. So, anyway, uh, let's not get into to, to that. Um, so, how have you been, my friend? Are you well? Oh dear. <clears throat> I am relatively well. I'm, uh, Jenny and I have been uh, luxuriating in this in this quite lovely weather. Quite honestly, oh, uh, we celebrated lush, her yeah. birthday. Celebrated her birthday a couple yes, of days I ago. Yes, I saw the, some pretty fun stuff. I saw the evil clown on Facebook last night. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. I mean, he's evil. So, just for anyone who doesn't know, Lego. This is real. <laughs> Lego have released a build. And it's kind of a brickheads build of a birthday clown, and it's and real. It's not. It's not made up, and it's not like for Halloween. It's a birthday clown, and I decided to name him Scratches. I mean, it is actually the most horrific thing I it's think I've ever really seen. Really scary. I'm not joking when I say well, I might be. I might be joking when I say that as I built who became known as Scratches, the birthday, the Lego birthday clown. Every so often, I'd add a piece and then recoil. <laughs> like, oh, no. Well, no. I'm going to surprise no, what you am I here, doing? Ross. What am I doing? <laughs> There's something called Lego Creator Birthday Clown 3, and it is oh. actually probably slightly more horrific than your birthday clown. <laughs> I might be looking him up for next year. <laughs> and, and it's smaller, but, oh, my God. I like. I think that's... Oh, my God. Uh, I don't like clowns. I don't like clowns. It's uh. really... I'm not... Chunky when I say <laughs> I had a couple of moments where I don't know why I did this. I held him up to my face quite close, like leaning into me. And I'm like, what why am I doing that? Don't don't do that. Don't do that. If it looked like him, I think you know that and, would have been an even now, scarier character. And now I'm slowly coming to the realization that scratches for Lego birthday clown will now be in our flat. <laughs> like somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. This is, you realize this is how Chucky started, right? That's what I mean. I bet you he's I'm gonna have Brad. 
Well, I'm not going to imbue him with with life force or something. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think you're going to find that he's going to have Brad Dourif's voice. Scratches? Is that is that you? Scratches. Or and then in 20 years' time, they'll make a version of it and give it Mark Hamill's voice, and it won't be quite as good. <laughs> Oh, it still works for me. I quite like it. Um, so look, here Chris, we go. Sorry, we Chris are gonna Cameron. we are gonna talk about. Um, we're gonna do. Oh, our, hang on, our, hang on a moment. Hang things. on. There's something I'm looking forward to. Though know? we, we we are going to finally be meeting up for. Oh yes, we haven't seen each other. We haven't seen each other in ages. In fact, since we saw Mark Thomas in October, I think last year, um, we were it wasn't last up. year. It wasn't last year. Yeah, it was. Was it last? Yeah, year? yeah, we saw. Yeah, we saw Mark Thomas. In, I think it's oh, like maybe, yes, maybe did. slightly early, maybe yes, September. But we, we oh, saw okay, Mark yeah. Thomas last year, and then we meant to him again at Christmas. Then you and Jenny right. copped a, a bout of COVID, so we couldn't that's do right. anything. My apologies. That's why I was. That's yeah, yeah. Um, so, so this week we're finally going to meet up, and in fact, on the day of the this podcast going live, we're going to be in London watching Only Fools and Horses on stage, Very which will be. Very Wonderful. I cannot wait. And it's so, so good. So, yeah, no, really, really looking forward to that. So it's going to be a good week this week. Um, and then, um, but look, let's start, as we always do, before we get on to the awards with um, our old and new film of the week. I'm going to have to fail miserably on this because I've only watched two new films of the week. Uh, and one of them is oh. the same new film that you, I think, what at least might be the same new film that you saw. Um, so I'm going to do my... I'm going to do the one that isn't The Lost City, because I'm assuming you're going to do The Lost City as well, and we can do it together. No, 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 no. I've, I've seen more films. Okay. <laughs> so in that case, I will do The Lost City um, as my first movie. Yes. And I have to say, um, whilst it was not perfect, uh, I was far more entertained by The Lost City than I ever thought I was going to be. I have to say, when, when uh, Jenny and I saw it at the cinema, uh, sorry, sort of a trailer in the cinema. I think we were both along the lines of, I hope it's as good as the trailer makes it look. Because the trailer was funny are, as hell. Most of them, the trailer was really funny. Um, and I still think it was a mistake <laughs> for them to reveal Brad Pitt in the trailer. Yes. I think it was a big mistake to reveal it. Because Bullock and, ta- and Tatum you know, They're not are... selling it on. He's not... And also, Brad Pitt's not on the poster, right? You know what I mean? Like, no. you can and, and keep him back. That's a Tate, Yeah, Tatum and, and Bullock are, you know, Brad Pitt's not going to add too much to that in terms of box office. Not really. Not really. Um, I, I mean, and look, for, and I'm sure he, well, he's still an appeal. But what I'm saying is, he's in the trailer, but not on the poster. So either make it, yeah. you know what I'm getting at? Like, either make it Bullock, Pitt and, and uh, Tatum or not. You know, one or anyway. But that's a, maybe a personal thing. Um, and look, everything about it pointed towards, you know, romancing the stone and all of that. Uh, and it looked really funny. It looked really slick. I liked the look of Radcliffe as well as the villain as well. Yep. I'm a bit of a Radcliffe fan anyway. And Radcliffe was great. Uh, I thought he was. I, I, Hold I on, really wasn't this meant to be me it, talking about yeah. The Lost City? Yeah, go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. No, I was just setting up the preamble of, I was setting up the preamble of what it looked like and then yeah. the surprise of it actually delivering. Overall. I think... I don't know why I only gave this a six, a, 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 a like mm-hmm. a, a three when I three out of five when I reviewed it, and I think I might have been slightly harsh mm-hmm. on this. Um, I think it probably deserves to be a seven. Um, because yeah, I've, I've I laughed. clocked it in at a seven. I love a lot. I'm um, look, look. I, I, I'm not going to dwell too much on it. It's a funny film. No. It's like it, it. The first twenty minutes, I, I found a bit rough. I was like, oh, yeah. this just does not work for me at all. But after that first twenty minutes, it shot past, and I was just, I was just sat there and I was laughing. I took um, Zoe and Emmy, my twelve year old daughter, to see it. Yes, and she loved it. 
actually. That's I think there was, there was enough humour. And and yes, like Brad Pitt was... And like the, the post-credit sequence was brilliant. Yes. Very, the post-credit yeah, sequence really funny. was, was great. So look, overall, I was really surprised, pleasantly surprised by The Lost City. And I think that, you know, it, it really did kind of like do something that I wasn't expecting, which was actually entertain me. And so there was what something, could you yeah, ask, on, right? Sorry. Well, I, I was uh, mostly, uh, yeah, I basically agree. I think some of the action was really tight as well. Some of the, the fight stuff with Brad Pitt was fantastic. Yes, really, really the action was I clean loved, as. Action was really clean, yeah, um, and, and really enjoyable. Uh, had a lot of tropes. There were some specific nods to Romancing the Stone, which I thought was interesting in that there's that scene where they kind of, where she where they find that little town finally after being chased for so long and she may all kind of clean up and she looks out over her balcony and sees him dancing with with a local woman and that's yeah. directly out that's directly out of romancing the stone because we actually watched it. i think jenny and i watched it with a friend of ours probably a year ago so it's relatively fresh in our heads you know um there are some really specific romancing the stone nods one of the things that i found very interesting and i brought this up to jenny afterwards and actually with relation to the most recent recent film i've seen which was uncharted um which I quite enjoyed, by the way, in the end. I, I, I won't call it great. I think that... Um, Uncharted oh, you finally watched Uncharted? Yeah, I think we Yeah, Uncharted is yeah. six and, 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 and Lost City is a seven sort of thing. And the thing that particularly divides them, although I, and I think I think Lost City does everything that Uncharted does, but better overall, just overall. I, I, but I, that's not really a diss on Uncharted. Uncharted was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, is that... I'll try to think how to phrase this properly. No, I said, I said it Jenny. With The Lost City, I always, and I know how this is going to sound, I mean, this, sounds, this sounds like it should be obvious, I always knew where I was in the film. And what I mean by that is, there came that point where, where all the, they're all gathered together, they're going to finally find the, you know, the, the, the cave or whatever, yes. right, without giving too much away. And you go, right, we're in the final 25 minutes of the film. Yes. We're in the final, tw- something like that, right? And it really was that. Like it really, it was very satisfying structurally. Um, it really had definitive acts. I'm not saying it was a three act film, but it, it had definitive uh, what's the word chapters for whatever better way of saying it. And in some ways, that relates it to almost like the book aspect of it and all all of that stuff. And I thought that was really clever and also really welcome. But I always knew where I was. Uncharted, we were watching last night, and I, I won't go on too much about it. There's another film I want to touch on rather than. But anyway, but the point is the distinct the distinction is. Also, the chemistry in Velocity was fucking amazing. Off the charts, Bullock and yeah. Tatum, Bullock, Tatum and Pitt, uh, Radcliffe himself with his baddies, all of that stuff. The chemistry throughout was exciting and interesting and real and real in terms of movie. But it <coughs> felt like a young buck, well, slightly young, not quite young, but, you know, the, the, the adventurer who, who's the model. I like how he flipped all of that on its head, you know, um, and um, and you know, but the slightly older uh, lady, but she hasn't travelled much. That's directly out from that stone. The fact that yeah. she was kind of a shut-in and all of that stuff. They've taken a lot from the in a good way, though. I think. And Bullock, but what I'm saying is, all of that stuff I thought played really well. And I would say that in Uncharted, there's almost no chemistry between anybody. No, like, there's, like, not. there's not really. There's but no that's... romance. There's no even Wolfberg and Holland, which by the way, no one's bad in it. No, mm, I don't know. I, and also, where was, was Antonio Banderas in Uncharted? Antonio Banderas appeared to appear occasionally. I I have to say that I'm I'm now fully on fully in the camp that like Mark Wahlberg 
is a fucking useless actor. Like, I can't now remember a film that Mark Wahlberg was good in, like really good in. And I'm even Four thinking about... Probably Four Brothers. It's probably Four Brothers. And I was I never a fan of Four Brothers as a film. Oh, I love Four Brothers. You should so, watch that again, man, because I think, I think that'll throw everything into sort of... So but anyway, but, so... Sorry, that... so the point, yeah, but point, sorry, the point I was quickly getting to was there is, a, there is an identical scene in both films, and they're both late in the film. And it's a scene where basically they're all on the beach talking. Yeah. Like, just like, it's all over. And, and in, in The Lost City, it was, it was all over. It was the epilogue. And you, you kind of have everyone together. They all have every. I don't remember. Every character has their moment. I loved her. Um, her manager. I thought she was amazing. Uh, I loved seeing Oscar uh, from The Office in it as well. He was great. Um, but the point is, they're on the scene. They're all having like drinks. It's all celebrating fun, right? And then the film finishes. Yeah. And in Uncharted, they're all on the beach. They're talking about everything. Da, 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 da. And I'm not joking. I thought oh, I see the end of the film. And then there was another thirty-five minutes. And a terrible 35 minutes of that, or an average. Pretty bad. Like, the final act was sort of bad, yeah. I mean, we loved... I'll tell you what, we actually really enjoyed the bit on the pirate ship. Well, you... Look, I was meant to be talking about the Lost City. Sorry, 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 sorry. (laughs) But it's not the chance. I've kind of flipped it as my chance. But the point is, we liked... There were bits that we really liked, and... um, But it just doesn't hold up to Lost City. Lost City sort of does everything that Uncharted does. But that's not a diss on Uncharted particularly. Well, Uncharted is just a very cookie-cutter action film. It was a solid 6 out of 10. It's yeah. totally unspectacular. Yeah. It's fine. The yeah. Lost City actually has something yeah. good about it. Right. Uh, I want to get to the boy asks today uh, uh, rather on, than the next on. episode. There is one so, thing I have to touch on. Hang on, there's one cool. thing I have to touch on, but we'll have to talk about it once you've seen it, yes, which is um, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, Yes, which Jenny and I both saw to Prince Charles. You have to see it as soon as possible. Is it good? You have to. You, you just have to see it as soon as possible. But is it good? It's really important. I'm not going to say anything else when you have to see it as soon as possible. I'm actually so we can talk about, we should probably We should probably do a special once you've seen it. Oh, okay, cool. Like, One as soon of as you've seen it. Right, as yeah. As soon as you've so, seen it, I would, I would do 15 minutes or something on it. I'm I, not I'm, I'm 100% seeing that tomorrow. So um, I've got my tickets booked. I've got the week off next really week. My old, not old <laughs> film... Um, is something that I watched on the way to London this week, which was an absolute mistake because one of the things I've learned with my iPhone and Netflix is it is fucking absolutely impossible to see it if there's a slight bit of sun on the train. Uh, um, I need to get a... Um, this is a polarizing screen. Yeah, I do. I, yeah, I need to get one of them because it's not helping. Anyway, so I watched um, a Netflix film that came out recently. And do you know what? It was... It's a great idea, badly executed. It's a horror film called Choose or Die. Oh, I started watching that and I got about four minutes in and went, no. I, I'm a... not joking. I kind of went, everyone was like screaming. There's like screaming at the beginning. It's a and horror like, film. really weird music. And no, no, but like... No, no, that weird music is... Ross, that weird music is 80s ZX Spectrum loading tape. Oh, I it's like very that. Deliberate. No, I'm talking, yeah. about, no I'm talking about after that. I like that. But yeah. it's, <laughs> um, fine. It's, a really, it's a really good idea... But it's just not very well done. Um, And I was a little bit bored. And I was a little bit like, I didn't really give a fuck about anyone in the film. And by the time I got to the ending, I was like, meh. But there was a gem of a great idea in there. And that was kind of like roughly. But yeah, that was it. So uh, what was your your old old film? Hang on, that was your... Oh, so that was your new. That was your other new film. That's yeah, because I haven't watched an old film. I've literally just right. watched two films this week. <laughs> it's been a old busy films. week this week. So my most recent old film uh, that I watched last night, or that we watched last night, was Showtime, the two thousand and two Eddie Murphy Robert De Niro joint, 
which I really like. I, I love it. It's a, a really good fun movie about you know, the cops who be uh, kind of get recruited into a reality show by Rene Russo. And I, I really love that film. It's I can't say I've ever fun. seen that. Have you not seen it? But, but there's a point where because Robert De Niro is super, Robert De Niro is super reluctant to do it because he's like a proper cop. Eddie Murphy's like a, a wannabe actor cop. <clears throat> and there's loads of sort of fun industry stuff in it. Um, and one of my favourite sequences is that uh, they get William Shatner to teach them how to be TV cops. TV <laughs> okay. It's really, that's that's it's funny. Genuinely, yeah, that's, it's that's genuinely funny. really, really good. That's good. Really good. And there's, there's a moment where he's holding up like a fake bag of Coke. Uh, and he's, you know, Hooker puts the, the Coke on his, uh, puts the powder on his finger, rubs it against his gum. He knows it's cocaine. And then De Niro goes, what if it's cyanide? <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's, so, it's, so, it's so funny. Um, and then the, the other, just, just to touch on it, because we were messaging about it uh, this week, is I watched, oh, sorry, Jenny and I watched Gilbert again. Ah, the yes, about yes, yes. Gilbert Gottfried. And it was just... It was just a, an excellent movie to watch. It was funny because it was a bit of, a bit spontaneous to put it back on. But I've yeah, been yeah. thinking about it a lot because we, we talked about it in the last episode briefly. Um, and it is quite an extra. I think you'll love it. I think you really should seek it out. It's, uh, I mean, it's 10 out of 10 as a documentary. It's, it's yeah, well, it's very, you, you, very revealing. You know I love a good documentary, Ross. You know I love a good mm. documentary. So, no, I will. I will. Like, you, you mentioned it and I was like, huh? What's that? And I was like, oh, yeah, well, it's, yeah, no, I know. Um, it's no, really it's, good. Yeah, look, I will. I will absolutely get to it because it, it's one of those films that I really, 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 really should have seen. Um, and I haven't. Mm. Um, cool. Well, I'm hoping to see some more films this week. Um, I've got the week off, so I'm hoping to catch up on Ambulance so we can actually talk about it. Um, okay. I'm going to see Unbearable Weight <laughs> okay. of Massive Talent. And I might try yes, and see The Northman this week as well. Even though I've hated all of his other, or, or not hated, not even bothered watching all of his other films because I'm just, they're just not, I just was not interested in the v- 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 and the lighthouse just didn't really appeal. So I'm hoping the Northman's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it and I want to see it as soon as possible simply because I'm hearing all the good stuff, which is great. And it's from trusted sources. But I find if I don't see a film soon after it comes out with all that hype, I find it quite hard to then engage with a film if it's not living up to it, if that makes sense. Like yeah. I, find it quite, I try to not let expectations get to me at all, but it, I do find it quite difficult. Yeah. No, it's... Sort of saying, I should be, why aren't I liking this? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And uh, look, look, I have this problem with Top Gun, right? Like I'm, I'm, it is the film I want to see more than any other film this year, any year ever. You know, I love the trailers. I, I love the new trailer, even though I tried not to watch it. And I can only ever be disappointed by this movie. Right. Mostly because it won't have yeah. like Tom Cruise and Iceman, like, you know, being gay. Have you seen, so you've seen the most recent. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen, so have you seen the, <laughs> sorry. The thing is, I quite liked seeing this, but on the big screen, it didn't hold up. When they refer to why he's been brought back in again and they, and they show you that photoshop photo of that on the wall <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's like funny but it shouldn't be funny do you know what i mean like i think i think or... so i reason i think the reason they're not showing him is i've got a sneaky suspicion that the funeral that's in the film is for right. Iceman. right well I'm, yes i'm sure that's true uh, and, and even if it isn't it doesn't matter because the photo of him just looks unfortunate yes it it's just, like, you know you know and i, I just it looks it doesn't they look, they could have right. put like a younger <laughs> but hey, you, mean you might yeah. as well have you might as well have done, you might as well have just done a younger Val Kilmer photoshopped into a, a flight suit. 
yeah, yeah like, absolutely. Like, when I say younger, when I say younger, I mean fifteen years ago. I don't. Yeah. So look, right, let's get to the boy asks. Um, and so this is all about exactly uh, what we've said before. It's about rewarding action cinema um, for what like Hollywood generally doesn't do. So what we do, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight categories plus the Hall of Fame. Ross will give his nominations in each category and then pick a winner. I have absolutely nothing to do with this. Most years, Ross completely goes off the off fucking piece. Um, like we've had non-action films nominated, uh, you know. So I, I I have no control over this. So where we go, I don't know. It's always entertaining and fun though. So we'll start with best action sequence. By the way, I I, I, I have a feeling that nobody is going to do quite well this year. Right. So it's interesting that you say that. There's. I, okay, so I went through everything last night in terms of so I went through my twenty twenty one films. Yes, yeah, because I because I can't put things in that you know that I didn't see. No, no, it's but, January yeah. to December twenty twenty one. Twenty one, yeah. So unless so, if any of these fall outside of that, I'm sorry, but as far as I know, these are all right in terms of the UK, right? Yeah, UK. There are there are some non action films in here, but not uh, maybe not so far off piste as one might. <laughs> one has been and in I the have, past, and I have, and I have. <laughs> Go on. I have. There are only three for every category. I think I'm quite Perfect. proud of myself. Good, very good. I mean, last year, best director video film, the honourable mention was Deadly Mile High Club. <laughs> I wish I'd done that this year. Which, which literally... Which, look, I know that I know that the best DTV film for 2022 will end up being Moonfall, even though it wasn't direct to video, right? <laughs> like best DTV, best best everything. <laughs> so let's best let's go through these. So best action sequence, Ross. What have we got? Right. So the three nominations are <clears throat> Raging Fire, the Heat bit. Yes, the Heat um, bit. Good. Yeah. Nobody, the final shootout. Yeah. Nice. And. Spider-Man No Way Home, the three Spideys team up. Oh, oh, oh they are, that is that is I've a motherfucker. Yeah, I've tried to be a little bit creative. That is a, um, that is a motherfucker of a category, mate. I'm like I'm impressed. There's three it's good sometimes, to, sometimes it's hard to interpret what an action sequence is, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, no. Hard, hard word. There's a slightly broad definition. Um oh, what would I go for? Oh, so my yeah. pick, if I if I if I had a choice, I think I'd mm. probably uh, I'd probably go with nobody just because it was funnier and it was, it was a bit that's, more kind of lighthearted. That's fair, but the winner is the winner is <laughs> Raging Fire, Raging Fire, the heat bit. Yep, it's good, really good bit. Best yeah, shootouts in teams. Oh, yeah, best and, technical shootouts. Sorry, since and, and and one of the best action sequences I've seen probably in five, ten, five to ten years. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, um, I, yep, yeah, no, think, good, you know, good, I space, like that. But you know what? One of the reasons why it wins is there are stakes in it. Like you really feel things. And it also, the other reason, I wasn't thinking I was explaining to, I, at first I thought it was going to be quite quick, but actually there's a few things to say. Um, the other thing I loved about the heat bit in Raging Fire is you really start to like the bad guys. The way the Yeah, bad we've guys talked about this before. It's very, you really get their personality. I mean, they, it's not that they don't have it in the movie, but it really coalesces where they're kind of literally under fire. And, yeah, yeah, and help, helping each other. Anyway, so there you go. So, no, it's good, uh, good, good. So, um, by the way, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. There you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Um, best fight scene. Uh, Will Smith versus uh, Chris Rock. What's happening now? Right, I see. Best fight scene. Okay, so best fight scene. The nominations are uh, Raging Fire, 
Donnie Yen versus Nicholas Che at the end. Yeah, fight, basically. good, good fight, uh, good fight. N- nobody, the bus fight. Oh, uh, good fight, good fight. Yeah. yeah, and malignant the police station fight. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that that fucking police station sequence. I mean, in a film that in generally generally was so weird. Well, it takes an hour to get to somewhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no I good. I um, I um, I think we talked about it at the time. I, I started watching it. I got forty something minutes in and literally walked out of the cinema. I was yeah. like, I'm not doing this anymore. And then a mate of mine said, "Just wait ten more minutes." <laughs> literally ten more minutes, and it becomes a good film. Um, okay, so the winner is, and the winner is *Malignant*, the police <gasps> station fight. Oh, that's a controversial call, but a good one. I like I like being a little controversial. Partly the unpredictability of it. Yeah. That'd be absolutely And then the extremity of it. Yes. And the, the belaic nature of it. It was, you know, get, let's get let's get uh, one doing more action movies, literally. I mean, obviously he's done one of the fast movies, but let's get him doing something a bit more ground level crazy fighting. You know? Yeah. No, very cool. Very good. I like that. <laughs> I like that. So we move on to best stunt sequence. Hmm. So this is something again that maybe a bit of interpretation sometimes required, <laughs> I think. Well, because it could be like an individual stunt. It could. I, mean? it could. I think it... we gave this previously, we're giving it to like the helicopter bit in Mission Impossible. Oh, no, we gave it to, yeah, maybe it was the helicopter bit in Mission Impossible. Might have been. Yeah, yeah. it might have been actually. Yeah. Um, so the, the nominations are uh, Raging Fire, the car chase versus motorbikes. Yep. Pretty amazing. Uh, no Time to Die, the motorcycle stunty bit. Oh, yeah, good. Because it is extra, it is amazing. You know, it was, that bit was brilliant. Uh, and then Cop Shop, essentially the final act of Cop Shop. Cop Just Shop, because yeah. it's a bit of a, a mad sort of uh, crazy. And I think Cop Shop deserved a nomination or two, quite frankly. I, I, I agree. Uh, so, uh, No Time to Die, Cop Shop, Raging Fire. The winner is... The winner is, <laughs> and the winner is, uh, Raging Fire, the car chase versus motorbikes. Because there are loads of moments in where you go, oh my God. <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> so so to, do, to do my Oscar voice now, as they come to the stage, uh, Raging Fire, from its three nominations so far tonight, has picked up two awards. Unfortunately, the director, cast, crew, and anyone that actually cared about the film is unable to collect the awards. However, they have sent me. I've collected it. Thank well, you. I mean, I mean to be fair, the director passed away. So. This is fair. This is this is very fair. Uh, so, standout action performer of twenty twenty one, big award this one. The standout action performer of twenty twenty one. So, the nominations are uh, Raging Fire, Nicholas Che. I hope I'm saying his surname right. I, I, it could be C, it could be Che. I feel terrible for not knowing. Um, <clears throat> so, Raging Fire, Nicholas Che, because partly his charis- his charisma. Uh, was so high, uh, and his physical abilities are great, and uh, yeah, and he was he was a, a villain. I think you can generally empathise with, which is yeah, again, yeah. a fairly rare thing. I think. Um, so. Next nomination is nobody, Bob Odenkirk, because <laughs> and who would have saw that one coming a few years ago? That's what I, exactly right. When you say standout, like what? <laughs> yeah. Bob um, Odenkirk in an action film shocker. Um, yeah, exactly. yeah, no, good, good, good. Like it. And then uh, slightly out of left field, Malignant Gabriel's various stunt doubles. I mean, it may have been one person, I don't know, but <clears throat> because again, to, it was wild. I have to say, considering we were almost this year doing a kind of in memoriam for Bob Odenkirk, mm. it's quite amazing to 
you know, quite amazing year. So, okay, cool. Uh, those are three strong nominees. And the winner is? The winner is Bob Odenkirk for nobody. Yeah. Because he was the action hero. I think we said it. He was the action hero who we didn't know we needed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just yeah. absolutely brilliant. And his performance was great, uh, you know, physically as well as, you know, the, the drama side of things. Um, you really sold it. You really felt it when he got hurt. All of these things. Yeah, And again, it's just completely out of left field. But you yeah. can train for it. And you could do well in it. And uh, it's one of those things where I'm desperate for a sequel, but I hope they never make one. Yes. I just I, hope they never make I one. I absolutely know exactly what you mean. Cool. Well, look, we're, we're flying yeah. through the awards here tonight uh, at the Boy Asks. Uh, so we, we move on to the holy shit moment of the year. The Oscars were thinking about making this a category this year, but they didn't. Oh, those idiots. I don't know. <laughs> holy shit, we could go back to the cinema. That would have been good. I mean, I mean, holy shit! I think, like, I think they had their own holy shit moment this year. <laughs> like, oh shit! It's more like, oh shit! Oh like, shit! And that was just Amy shit. Schumer hosting it. Oh come on! <laughs> Who, can I just say, for the record, <clears throat> I've never like, I've never found Amy Schumer funny. Like the fact oh, that, like, that the fact that the Oscars, the fact that the Oscars, she bombed. I was just like, yeah, and <laughs> you expected different... was... right? I, I, I really like her, but. There you go. Um, uh, except for that Goldie Horn film she did, which was about Snatch. Ugh. Anyway, um, okay, so the nominations are um, Malignant, when you see what Gabriel is. Yes. When you first see him, that really freaked me. <laughs> um, uh, second one is Malignant, the police station reveal, <laughs> like as that happens. Yeah. it was an absolute moment where I was like, Whoa. I've never expected that in a million years. No, exactly. <clears throat> and then in Spider-Man No Way Home, Andrew Garfield catches Zendaya. Yes. Because I was nice. like, yes! Yes. So Although, I mean, so to be clever. fair, the holy shit moment of the year could well have also been um, Andrew Garfield and uh, and Tobey Maguire appearing in Spider-Man No Way Home. Because I think that was well, one yes. of the biggest holy yes. shit moments of the year. Uh, for me. I think it was, although I think, but I think we all we all sort of suspected. We kind of knew, but we all pretended we didn't knew. Yeah. No, is that exactly. when that person has has food in their teeth, and you don't want to tell them they've got food in their teeth because it's a bit embarrassing? So you then spend the whole night pretending that they don't have food in their teeth. But just just the idea of of the redemption nature of that moment as well. It just there was so much yeah. going on in in it. You know, it's brilliant and and Dude. and coming on top of how good he was in the film. Not that anyone was bad, but so, like... So do I, do I take it that uh, the winner is Spider-Man No Way Home? No. <gasps> no, it is it is malignant, the police station reveal, because <laughs> yeah. it was just like... It, I mean, look, it completely changed my perception, and presumably a lot of other people's perception of what Oh, mine as well, yeah, yeah. I hate it. Incredibly rare. But how <clears throat> rare is... I was just bored of it. I was just bored was, of it. With, I like, it. It had some good bits, but it was basically boring, you know. I was still watching it only because you told me to carry on watching it. Right. Well, that, that, the only reason I did that was because someone else said to me, trust me. So I know how it, I, it was. Ex- and look, that first 45 minutes is somewhat excruciating. Yeah. If you no, like I, that kind of movie, fine. But it was excruciating otherwise. I, I cannot disagree with that. Um, so we get to uh, one of my favourite uh, awards of the year, the Redemption Award, the Comeback of the Year Award. <laughs> um. <laughs> Who are your nominations for comeback of the year? So this was, I'll just go through them. It was, it was, it was a mixture of difficult and not difficult. It was more about justifying them, if that makes sense. Yes, because one of them, one of them is technically not a comeback. But the first uh, nomination is Andrew Garfield for Spider Man and Tick Tick Boom. Yes, um, I mean Spider Man primarily, obviously, but it's just I saw them both in the same week and went, "Holy shit, Andrew Garfield, where have you been?" 
He yeah. probably hasn't been anywhere. He probably hasn't been anywhere. But like, holy shit, Andrew Garfield, you're like my second favorite actor of the last few years or something. You know what I mean? Like he did such shit. a good job in Tick Tick Boom. I mean yeah, Spider-Man as well, but Tick Tick Boom yeah, was just thing. great. So cool. Yeah. Andrew Garfield, nomination number one. Nomination number two yes. is Nom- nomination number two is Zack Snyder for the four hour Justice League because because I'm if you sorry, want to talk about redemption. That- that uh, that uh, nomination has been excluded um, <laughs> due to taste <laughs> reasons. Uh, yeah, go on, Zack Snyder, yada. For yeah, but like, I mean, what a comeback with that version. Of I think I think people have built this film up to be a lot more than what it was. Right, when you compare it to the original Justice League, it is a better movie. It is still yeah. not a good movie. No, but it is a significantly better movie. It's and significant, for a four-hour film, it does not feel like four hours. But that's like saying treading in in horseshit is significantly better than treading in dog shit. I mean, no, it is, not. but you're no, still no, no, treading in is, shit. No, 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 no. That's not that's not an equitable comparison. Um, I think that I think that you're right. I'm not. I'm not going to say the film is better than it is. Like I'm not <laughs> vaunting it. I'm not saying it is the the be all and end all. But it was quite a, quite a uh, it was a spectacular experience actually. It, as a movie, it, it, was, showed... it, was, it was all spectacle. It was all spectacle. Don't get me wrong, but what a! I mean, I mean, light yeah. and day. It, know, it, it and showed day. that the unrestrained Zack Snyder could be interesting, and then he went and made Arm of the yeah. Dead, Army of the Dead, and you went, no, actually, yeah. still shit. Yeah, that's fair enough as well. But for that, what all I'm saying is the but... the, the, the downfall <clears throat> from the from the original version, whatever you want to call it, to uh, and also the success of that movie boosting HBO Max into what it is now, <clears throat> I don't think yeah. it be denied. And regardless of it being a gimmick or not, that's irrelevant. But it's look, to do with, it has made it a significant you're, you're right. you're large right. player in the marketplace. That's quite, but that's important. It, it, to me, it, I think like last that year just showed, just showed you something about Zack Snyder. It showed you that regardless, like, cause I thought, well, maybe if you just give him creative control, you don't sure. fuck about with him. Maybe he can make a good mm. film. And maybe if you just say... Like, and then, then, so, hang and on, hang have, on. He has, hang on, hang on. He has made some good films. Yes, he, he has, has made some good films. 20 years ago. Picard. But he's made some good films. Yeah, but 20 years ago. He's made one good film. One good film. But I love Lord of the Dead. And, I, and I, I really stand by Watchmen. I think Watchmen's really good. Uh, you know how I much really I do. despise And look, 300, 300... One viewing was enough, but we can't deny that it had the vision and, and you know, all that stuff. Like, I, I don't ever need to see it. I've seen it twice and I never need to see it again. But, like, it, <laughs> I, but, but it's, I don't think it's fair, but I don't think it's fair not to call that film good. I'm at the point now where I could honestly say I don't want to see anything by Zack Snyder again. I'm just, he's one of those directors that I'm just like, I, he's just not, he's just not. I think it's me. more, I think it's more film by film. I don't think it's, I don't think it's that I don't want to see no, it. No, it's, it's his aesthetic. I think it's more film it's by his, film. It's his, it's his, um, the way he makes his movies. They're, they're, they're just, his films are the equivalent of just pointless shit. Like, I, I get to the end of it and I go, that's I two and a half hours I'm looking to get back. Oh, well, uh, anyway, third nomination. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying. I don't but that's the point, right? If, if I get to the end of it, I go, well, that's two and a half hours I'm not going to get back. That was a pointless waste of my time. So why keep doing it when I know, I know I'm never going to, if I didn't love Justice League and I did love Army of the Dead and those, those are two films I should have loved more than any other film. I should have loved them. If that's not the case, then, you know, I, there's, there's literally no hope.
Hello, Ross. Can you hear me? Can you yes, hear me? I can hear hello, you. Hello, Sorry. Hello. Yes. We're having a few technical gremlins here on the podcast today. I'm uh, not quite sure what is going on, but we are definitely having a few technical gremlins. <clears throat> well, in a minute, we're going to cut to Hulk Hogan um, and uh, some gremlins ripping up footage of him. That's my gremlins so, 2D no, that's okay. We'll just carry on. I'm just like, I don't I don't even know if it's physically possible to edit all of these. So we're just going to go with it. We're just going to go with it. I was ranting about Zack Snyder. You were going to give us the third nomination. So go for the third nomination, yes. Ross. So third nomination for comeback of the year is James Gunn for the Suicide Squad after all that bitching. Oh, yes. Because while the film wasn't amazing, although we've seen, have you seen it? Oh. Time, I like it more. I would say I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I don't know. I really know. I really liked it. I'm just saying. I think it is what it is. I don't think it's up there with with his, his other better stuff. No, so I really enjoyed the movie. I really and, and without the Suicide Squad, we wouldn't have Peacemaker, and that would have been absolutely a much right. Worse world, right? Uh, well, well, I was going to say let's tack on Peacemaker to that, um, but it, primarily it was it was because of all that total nonsense more than anything. That's the reasoning behind it. Okay, and the but winner is. Well, the actual winner is <laughs> after taking this long on the others. I, I think it's actually Andrew Garfield. Yeah, I think so. I don't even know if it's technically a comeback. I just think he needs to be lauded. No, I, I, I agree, right? I agree. So, look, we're getting on to our two biggest awards of the evening. Um, mm. We'll start with best blockbuster film. Best blockbuster film, obviously action orientated. Um, so, mm. Ross, what is your nominations for best blockbuster film? So blockbuster, I find a little bit troublesome because nobody is in there. And I know it's not a blockbuster, but it was a theatrical movie. Yeah, and I think that's what we mean, right? Theatrical release. Yeah, just to be just to be clear. Um, and then, but the other two are, in theory, blockbusters. Suicide Squad, of course. Yeah. Uh, and Spider-Man No Way Home. Cool. And the winner is? Pretty obviously Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home, yes. Uh, as, because as it was it one should. of the most satisfying... It was one of the most satisfying theatrical experiences last year. And, and such a relief because... I don't know about you, for some time, I think I've talked about this before. In some ways, it feels like it almost came out of nowhere. It felt like we weren't talking about it for a long, it must have been in production for a lot longer than it was in like the public sphere of people talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so and suddenly it was here and it was like, like, and all I mean by that is alongside things like No Time to Die and other, you know, and other films of it, which we've been waiting for, for the F, Fast 9, you know, all of those things, but we've been waiting two years to watch. Oh, it feels like still... Spider-Man had kind of snuck up alongside them. You know I still I mean? forgot that Fast and, uh, 9 came out last year. It's not in any of my nominations. Oh, well, is it? Oh, maybe it might be one of my nominations. Anyway, sorry. Um, uh, nearly let, nearly <clears throat> let the cat out of the bag. Okay, best um, DTV film. Yes. Right. Okay. So there are three, and I will say this was a harder yes. um, pick. There were things like a couple of honorable mentions: uh, Werewolves Within, which I really enjoyed. Yes, no, very good uh, film. Yeah. And, and the beta test, but they don't really fit. I mean, Werewolves Within fits a little bit better. Yeah. But the the three nominations are villain, uh, villain, Bros. Yeah. That was this year. Yep. Yeah. Wasn't it? No, it wasn't. It was last year. It was last year. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Uh, Blood Red Sky, uh, which was probably one of my favourite films to have seen on Netflix oh, ever. Very good film. Very good film. Yeah, really strong. Um, particularly considering it's a bit long as well, but it, it's great. It's great. Uh, and then, of all things, the Jean-Claude Van Damme film, The Last Mercenary, because it was a bit of a breath of fresh air when it came out. I really liked it. Um, very enjoyable. Uh, and the winner is, is Villain. Yeah, villain, wow. villain was was a revelation to me, to be honest, and it stayed in my head. 
it's really stayed in my head. I looked at a lot of the stuff I watched last year and I just went, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares about this one? I mean, for real, who cares? You know? Yeah. Um, unfortunately. Unfortunately. No, Sorry, I mean, look, there were a few others. There were a few others that were vying for position, but not not to a point where I was going, well, yeah, it's that. You know what I'm getting? I, like, these yeah. three films stood out as films that were all different from each other, <laughs> that have got different reasons to watch them. And I think a fairly, fairly top of their game, for particularly for DTV. Yeah. No, I, 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 uh, I agree. I think Villain was a fantastic film. So, look, we get on to our... Our honorary category. So, so previously, like last year, um, we anointed. Um, I think it was a. Uh, in fact, I'm going to look at who we anointed last year. But our, our Hall of oh, Fame yeah. so far has some pretty impressive members in it. Ross, I think you know our Hall mm. of Fame is is pretty impressive so far. We have, um, we have uh, Slice Stallone. Stalling for time. Thank you. <laughs> Last year, we, we anointed Sly Stallone and Tony Scott. The year before, we did oh. Jeff Amada, Al Young, and Vic Armstrong. The year before that, we did Tom Cruise and Thomas Jane. Uh, not Thomas Jane, Lauren Jane. Very different people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Sorry, it Lauren James as well. Lauren James, isn't it? Uh, James. But RIP. Oh, oh, right, um, anyway, so so those are like, so so the really, so this is, and by the way, I, I'm going to put you on the spot here because we also, uh, last year started best uh we we nominate a film each year into the hall of fame an action film each year into the hall of fame and last year we 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 had well we've added so far point break aliens commando cannibal run hard boiled and con air i, I think you can tell which ones are mine and which ones are ross's on that <laughs> so so we're gonna have to do that one on the fly because i forgot we did that last year i saw um, that completely yeah. So hey, you know, yeah, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna keep you going for a while. So look, let's let's start. I'm gonna start with my my uh, Hall of Fame. Um, and I'm gonna ask you a question, Ross. What? Who? What is the connection between? And I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little bit good here. So what is the question between the connection between Days of Thunder, License to Kill, Rolling Vengeance, uh, the French Connection, the Goonies. The Cannonball Run, Smokey and the Bandit, Buck Rogers, Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo, California Split, The Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3, and Magnum Force. And you're not going to have to guess. Go on. Well, okay. is, it, is it like the director of photography or the stunt coordinator? <clears throat> so it is a stunt guy called Carrie right. Loftin. Okay. Oh, yeah, Carrie, yeah, yeah. I never know. Carrie Loftin yeah. is, is regarded to be one of, if not the best stunt driver in the history of Hollywood. He right. did Bullet. He did right. all of those wow. amazing sequences. And he has a career that spanned over 391 stunt credits. Wow. That started in 1937 Jesus. and ended in 1998. Wow. Okay, which was, uh, and um, he, he finally passed away in 1997, uh, which obviously I'm guessing meant that Black Dog came out after he, he passed away. Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's a bit weird. Um, but he, so he passed away at the age of 83. But Carrie Loftin is someone that, that not many people will know, but he was a stuntman. He was an actor, second unit director, assistant director, and someone that designed and worked on some of the biggest and best action sequences of all time. And, you know, if you look, and I, I mean, I've just given some of his credits, right? Like he, he did yeah. Moonlighting, 
Dukes of Hazard, Sudden Impact. Like you name you name a film from yeah. that era, <clears throat> Deer Hunter. Like you know, <clears throat> Chips for God's sake. You know this guy did everything. Diamonds Are Forever even worked in Bond films. So if you look back at that career, at that person, at that kind of that kind of wealth of of kind of body of work and and, and i tell you what got me thinking i was like who do i want to put in this year and i was like i obviously lauren jane a few years ago and mm. yeah for marder and i was like i was like what is one of my favorite sequences of all time like, the car chasing bullet right so i, I started oh, yeah. to go well who actually designed that who did that and i know mm. various people drove the cars and, and everything else so it got me thinking about that and when i when i kind of discovered carrie lofton i was just like oh my god like this guy has worked on basically every film I love. And yeah, Days of Thunder. Um, he did The Dark. He did, like, like yeah, License everything. to Drive. Like License to Drive, man. Yeah. I mean, that's an yeah, 80s yeah. film that no one talks about. Rightly so. It was terrible. Um, mm. You know, he also did um, Breakdown. The oh, I love Kurt Russell film. So, yeah, I love you know, Breakdown. such a talent. Such an amazing, amazingly talented guy. Um, so I wanted to make him my nomination for the Hall of Fame for 2022. Excellent. Over to you. Okay, so my nominations were... Um, okay. F9, Fast 9, for finally going into space. Um, so really important. Uh, and then we have, we have two, basically, in memoriam nominations uh one is benny chan the director of raging fire and so many other action classics yes, can't even amazing. get onto it uh and then brad allen action coordinator on shang chi and again so many other movies first became probably best known for people of martial arts fans uh for fighting jackie chan twice in gorgeous the film gorgeous which is not a very good film particularly but their fights are quite amazing like really, really brilliant fights so um Those are my three nominations. Cool. I'm absolutely not putting Fast Nine into our Hall of Fame, but I would no, absolutely, I, gonna... <laughs> I, would absolutely uh, I think, um, I think. So, who are your two nominations again? So, my two nominations are Benny Chan and Brad Allen. Benny Chan and Brad Allen. I think they are two exceptional nominations for this year yeah. because, yeah, I think you know, I mean, the the the, the kind of skills and talent. That those two and what they brought to cinema was yeah. pretty spectacular. Uh, good, yeah, good, good. I like that. I, I, I have also like. I had a year where I put two people in, so that's absolutely fine. So let's talk our film nominations because uh, I know you can only have one each, one each, um, which is hard. But we we have to pick a film to to add to the action hall of fame to sit alongside such amazing films as Cannibal Run. And I'm going to stop now. Um, so no, because, because I kind of dropped this on you a little bit last minute, I will go first. And I am going to pick for my film. And I'm surprised, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go with Die Hard because, but I'm surprised neither of us have picked Die Hard previously. Yeah. Feels, feels a bit strange. So, you know, that might be somewhere you want to go Ross. I don't know, it's up to you. Um, I think I am going to pick this year for my action hall of fame, I'm going to do something. I'm going to carry on my my quite spectacular U-turn about this film, a film that when it first came out, I was like, 
I didn't like that at all. It was boring. It was a bit crap. And then I watched it again and I liked it more. And I watched it a third time and it's ended up becoming my best film of that decade. Um, and it is a film that, I mean, fucking hell, more and more and more and more, more I think about it, the more I think it's absolute masterpiece. Um, so this year, I'm going to enter into the Action Hall of Fame, Mad Max Fury Road. Amazing. Um, just a complete... Amazing. Just to complete... I will my... never forget when you first said you didn't like that film and I was like, I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> like, it was one of the few films where I've come out of the cinema and I've gone, that is an instant 10 out of 10. Yeah. And, like, and, no question. And, no question. It's just one of those weird things. I just didn't connect with it when I saw it. And then, like, obviously years later, I have found a completely new, like, a completely new uh, opinion of it. And it just grows and grows and grows and grows and grows further in my estimation. So this year I'm adding Mad Max Fury Road into the Action Hall of Fame. Over to you, Ross. Well, funnily enough, it's a film that uh, Jenny and I watched again the other night. We could watch it probably every week. Uh, It's amazing that I haven't really thought about it before. It's Gross Point Blank. Ah, yes, yes. I remember you, you described it online as the perfect film. Yeah, it is perfect. Like, I don't say that lightly. It's a perfect movie. It's perfect. Every story beat, every piece of action, every line of dialogue, every... The way the coverage on each scene is really minimal in terms of the way it's shot. Yeah. There's very little editing, editing within scenes. I mean, there is editing, but it's very, it's very minimal. It holds, but it's never dull. You know, they're not afraid to let it hold, you know. Very performance-based. The soundtrack choices are incredible. They're not songs I've listened to outside of the film, particularly a couple, as a couple. Uh, but but the, the story aspect to all of it, the humour, everything about it, story-wise, is there's not a spare moment. It's lean. Yeah. It's I. Do you know what I? I, I probably and the action's fantastic. The action's fantastic. I probably haven't seen Gross Point Blank since it came out. What? It's on Disney Plus, watch it immediately. It's one of those, it's one of those weird things where I'm like, have I actually seen that a second time? Wow. I don't know if I did. And that's wow. That... I guarantee you, if you do, I guarantee I'd be amazed if you didn't then put it into sort of semi-regular rotation, if you know what I mean. It's just it's just weird. I don't know why I haven't done that. It it feel it feels like something I should have done. It feels like when we watch it at home. It feels like we're on a date almost. <laughs> you know, it's got back. Yeah, it's I, I kind of know sense. what you mean. I kind of know what you mean. That's 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 an interesting way of looking at it, right? I like, like, yeah, it's it's so it's so weird, and like, like, I I don't know why I haven't seen it a second time. It's not because I didn't like it. I really really enjoyed it. It just I don't know. It just never ever comes up when I'm I'm thinking of a film. I'm gonna go and watch it. Not now because you know it's a Sunday. <laughs> I've got other things to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, fantastic, right? Good, good call, sir. So look, that is our Hall of Fame nominations, and that is our Hall of uh, and our Boyask Awards or the Boyask yeah. Awards for 2022. 2021, 2021, 2021, but covering 22. Uh-huh. It's like it's always so complicated, that kind of stuff. So look, I think I think look fantastic. I think like, obviously the nominations that came out of that the best were, of course, um uh the, the films that came out of the best would have been Nobody and Raging Fire, I think. Probably, yes, that makes sense. Because that was just, you know, that was what can you, what can you say, Ross? 
What can you say other than? Can I also say I was I was tempted to try and put I am vengeance retaliation in some bit, but I'm not that vain. I'm just not that vain. Was that last? Was that 2021? It came out came out in June. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I for some reason I figured that was like the year before. No, I know, I know, June 2021. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I oh, not... I wonder if. Hang on, I wonder if it was a re. I wonder if it might be a rewatch. Actually, thinking about it, maybe it was a rewatch. Yeah, no, no, dude, maybe it was a rewatch. Maybe I'm slightly overstepping. It might be. It might be. The more I, I mean, think about yeah. it, I feel like it might be. No, you know what? I feel like it might be in October 2020. The more I think about it, <laughs> if only, if be. only you were. I think I just watched it. I think someone yeah. watched it with me in, in June. Ross, if only you were the person who made it. And distributed it. Yeah, yeah. Funny, I knew. Well, it came out in America at different times. To be fair, but that no, is right. that is very very fair. So, look, just as a wrap up, cool. our action hall of fame now consists of Gross Point Blank, Mad Max Fury Road, Fury Road, Point Break, Aliens, Commando, The Cannibal Run, Hard Boiled, and Con Air. It's not bad. I think that is not a bad list. Cool, Ross, where can people find out more about you? As, as I then go ahead and try and edit this, this technically challenging podcast. It could be an absolute nightmare. Um, so uh, if you'd like to find me on social media, it's at Ross Boyask on all the social things. Please also look up at Evo Films UK for evolutionary films for our social media. Uh, we make films and sell films and distribute films. Uh, and then also please check out at Vengeance Film UK to follow the somewhat uh, sporadic exploits of the Vengeance Film franchise. Cool. And don't forget to uh, yeah, visit www.rossmanfieldtalkmovies.co.uk for more on this said podcast and then connect with me on all the socials as well uh, so look uh, this is this has been fun uh, i always like doing this once a year uh, and i will uh, i'm really looking forward to seeing you this week my friend and we will go out there yes. and um you know enjoy some only fools and horses and i'm sure we'll have an update on on what we found about that on the rossonville talk theater next time out and also uh, we should do that and also you'll finally meet uh Jenny. I know, I will finally... Oh, the pandemic has been a Who, motherfucker, hasn't it? Let's be honest. Subsequently, subsequently to uh, meeting her, we will be having a name change on the podcast. I've been saying Jenny for ages. There is a name change incoming. There is, there is, for you or for her? For her, not for me. As you say. <laughs> Don't do this to me, Ross. It's like, you know... In terms, of, in, terms of, in terms of how she likes to be actually named and called things. Awesome. Well, I just Jenny because it's a thing. It's easy, yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll be back. Take care. Bye. 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 Cheerio. Tutty. Bye. Cheerio. Okay.